to the Eagle Eye Tribune podcast. My name is Frida Moyer and I'm the editor-in-chief of this podcast. If this is your first time here, um, then hi, <laughs> welcome. Uh, this podcast is for Carotillo High School and it's basically the school's newspaper in the form of a podcast. We cover stories about school, uh, the local El Paso area, and even world news. Anyways, <laughs> now that you know who we are and we're a little comfortable, let's get started with this month's podcast episode. So last month's theme was Halloween, where we talked about local horror stories, um, locations, and sort of like the dark history of El Paso. Sort of, kind of, okay? (laughs) Um, But for this month's theme for November, it's Thanksgiving. So just like all the other holidays, Thanksgiving is the time where spending time with family is really important. However, holidays can be pretty expensive. So I'm going to share an opportunity where you and your family can get all the supplies that you need for a Thanksgiving meal for free. So for this story, I am bringing somebody and an organization back from one of my past stories. Linda Wolf is the president and chairman of the, of the Great Khalid Foundation, and she is the mother of celebrity singer Khalid Robinson. I'm sorry that I kind of like, I don't know, stuttered there. It's because... I still can't believe it. <laughs> I still can't believe it. You know, this is her second time on this podcast. The first time I was just going crazy because <laughs> she showed me platinum records. But then like getting her a second time, it's crazy. So so anyways, anyways. Um, yes, like I said before, uh, Linda Wolf did an interview with us in February. And I am beyond grateful that she agreed to do another interview with me. Uh, Linda and the Great Khalid Foundation are having the Great Thanksgiving Giveaway on Saturday, November 20th at 7 a.m. The event ends when they have hit their goal of feeding 2,000 local families in the El Paso area. Their goal last year was to feed 1,000 local families, but this year they added another 1,000. This event is going to be hosted by a mattress firm, and the address is 7840 Uh excuse me if I pronounce this wrong, uh, Picacho Hills, um, I'll spell it out for you too, P-I-C-A-C-H-O Hills. To get a little more background information about all of this and how it came about, I asked Linda Wolf how, like the question, how did this idea of the great Thanksgiving giveaway come about? And this is her response. Well, it came from the pandemic, and um, it's something that we didn't regularly do, um, but we saw the need for, um, you just wanted people to kind of feel normal. Because, you know, in the middle of the pandemic, you know, people didn't, like, they didn't have a lot of things that they would normally have because they lost their jobs or... So we decided to kind of go outside the box and... And, you know, the kids are at home with those kids, with, with you know, the, with the family that can't provide them a, a Thanksgiving meal. So we was like, okay, well, we're still doing it for the kids. So let's go ahead and feed a thousand families. And we did. Um, it's gonna happen on the 20th 
um, there's going to be a, a commercial that I'm going to be doing with one of our um, major sponsors um, soon. And you'll find out all the other details as far as where the location is going to be. Um, we're starting at seven o'clock and um, it's first come first serve. So I'm getting a lot of inquiries about, you know, what is it, you know, did I have to do to qualify for this meal? No, you just have to be in line. You have to be that 2000, you have to be at least that 2000 person in line to get this meal. And, um, we're giving them a whole Thanksgiving meal where um, they can cook their own Thanksgiving meal. So we're giving a, a turkey that's frozen. That's why we're doing it on the 20th. So it has a lot, you know, long time for it to thaw out. Um, corn, corn, and um, you know, macaroni and cheese, you know, all of the, the sides that go on with Thanksgiving and even a pumpkin pie. So Linda basically answered all of my questions with her response to that one question. But you know what? It's okay. Um, <laughs> so yes, as I have mentioned before, their goal is to feed 2,000 local families. If you're 2001, then I'm very sorry, okay? But if you're interested and want to learn more about this event, then please go to thegreatkhalidfoundation.org for more information. Again, this event starts at 7 a.m. So have your trunks, your back seat, your passenger seat ready because this will be done like a drive-through so you get your things and you go um now this next question is just a fun one and it relates to Khalid um I asked Linda Wolf what her thoughts were about Khalid working with the you know the legend Mariah Carey and this is her response hmm. uh it's it's uh I mean it's a uh honor like she's she's a diva you know she's a legend and, and I asked them um you know do you know this is very, you know do you understand who you're working with you're like you're working with a legend and he, he definitely he definitely understood but he you know and gave her the respect um that she needed to to have you know to to have somebody that I looked up to his mother um as a legend and you are doing another Christmas song, which she is just, you know, the, the number one diva for is, you know, you're blessed. So he, he, he gets all that weight and he understands um, and he's proud of, of what that weight, you know, says, you know, in, in the eyes of the public. When she was telling me her thoughts, I couldn't believe that I was talking to her again. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm just going to go off like like fangirling a little bit um like reality really hit me because all I thought was oh my gosh you're actually talking to Khalid's mom and it's also the fact that he's come such a long way you know because he started his career here at El Paso like that's when his career really took off and now he's working with Mariah Carey like how I I don't understand I really, I really don't understand. So yeah, I still can't believe it. Um, so finally, my last question to uh, Linda Wolf was if she had anything else that she would like to share. <laughs> well, I want you all to follow me. I want you to follow the foundation. I want um, people to go to our website so they can they can you know see what we do. You know, it's it's all about. You know, are you comfortable and and um, and what we're doing to be able to 
uh, donate or you know, donate your time. The greatcleefoundation.org has everything. You know, we have a, we have um, Facebook, we have Instagram and and, and um, Twitter, and we have um, we're gonna have our first TikTok, I guess, today. So you know, um, just follow us so so that you can see what we do and support support the foundation because you know we give a lot back to the community, a lot. You can just see, you know, go onto the website with what we've done this past year. Thank you so much for everyone who listened to my story. And I hope you guys take this opportunity to support yourself and your family. So be there for one another during this time. And remember to please stay safe. I am Freedom Moyer, and I'll talk in the next one. Bye. Hello, Eagles. This is me, Destiny Fuentes. And today I'm going to be talking about Dia de los Muertos. I know it was on November 1st, technically, or the 2nd. But, like, I didn't see a lot of people talking about it. So, I'm just going to talk about it a little bit in the history. So, here we go. Hold up. So, I'm going to just talk about a little bit of the history when it started and people and like some things that people do and then in the next like part you're gonna hear me and my grandma talk about it a little bit more but this is me putting in more details so Dia de los Muertos started 300 years ago it's a holiday celebrated in mainly Mexico to celebrate and remember past loved ones supposedly the gates of heaven open on October 31st at night and they have a couple of hours to reunite with their family. Some interesting facts is that ofrendas get decorated with flowers, candles, the relatives' favorite food, drinks, and they offer pan de muerto. Some traditions is making clay model sugar skulls. I'm pretty sure you guys seen those. Where like um I see the I saw a lot of them during school where they put they made them. They were really pretty. Sometimes they have, like, really colorful, um, really colorful, like, colors all over it. And it just looks really, really nice. And I like it a lot. Also, back to the ofrenda thing, or, like, how they decorate it. Um, about the food, sometimes they put pan de muerto. I think I did say that, yeah. Pan de, pan de muerto. <laughs> and, like. Uh, it's just this, like, like bread. It's kind of round-ish. And, um, it just has a, like, sometimes it has, like, these seeds. And then sometimes it has a bunch of sugar on it. Depends on, like, what part you are. Um, you will see possibly the one with sugar, mostly. And then, I think, in my opinion, those are better. <laughs> and then, yeah, they put flowers I can't remember what type of flowers they put, but they do put some, what, well, what I usually see is, like, orange or yellowish flowers, but sometimes they could put, like, you know, the favorites, the relative's favorite flowers. Um, also, I, I said candles, yeah, they put the food, the drinks, sometimes, <laughs> they do put, um... I don't know if I can say it. Oh, I'm not going to say it. But 
you know, if you look it up, you can probably see what type of drinks they put. Um, yeah, from the middle. Um, some traditions is making mold sugar skulls. Most of the people decorate the sugar skulls with colorful colors. They also put the name of the person to show it's for them. Like, they put it on the forehead of the sugar skull. And they're made out of clay. Yeah. Um, also, something they do is clean the graves for them. So, when it comes to putting up, like, ofrendas, yeah, that's, like, the main part. But you also have to clean the graves for it can look nice. And then you decorate it. And then, like, you put up the ofrenda and, like, all that. And then, um... You just make it look all nice and pretty, you know, obviously. <laughs> um, sometimes people, like, just hang out there and, like, um, you know, they decorate it and all that. That's, like, the whole point of, like, why I said it. Like, you have to clean it, freaking look nice, where people can go and just sit there, relax, have a couple drinks. It's, like, kind of catching up with everyone. It's, like, a family <laughs> reunion, technically, I would call it. But technically, yeah, that's, like, um, sorry about that. Yeah, so technically, yeah, it's just, like, a little family reunion. So, they decorate, prepare it, they clean it, um, also some people in the ofrendas, sorry, some people, what they put in the ofrendas is they put the pictures or picture of the past one because i don't know if you've seen it but in movies they have like this big friend now where it has like all the pictures of all the family members that's another thing they do and yeah they they put like a whole bunch of stuff i'm pretty sure you've seen you know a really popular movie where they show it so um sometimes they put pictures of the of the family member or they put a pictures of god or um, La Virgen de Guadalupe. <laughs> uh, just if the person was religious, so they just put it just to be respectful and, you know, show a little bit of appreciation to the religion or the person's religion. Um, another thing was, we can go back to, um, celebrate it in Mexico. It's, not just celebrated in Mexico. Obviously, some people who are um, Hispanic, they celebrate it here in the United States. But mostly people do go to, like, Mexico when it comes to those days. And just, because um, I know a lot of family members uh, do have some, <coughs> do have some other family members that are buried in Mexico because that's where they wanted to be buried. So, obviously, they went over there and they go over there. Sorry. They go over there and, you know, they do all of that. Just what I said. But, yeah, it's not just in Mexico. You can also celebrate it here. Or you can go to Mexico and do all of that. But, yeah, I think I just had to, like, <laughs> like say that. Because, like, I feel like it just sounded where I said, like, oh, just in Mexico. But, no. Um, I think that's pretty much it, that was just like a little summary of how Dia de los Muertos is or like um how do I say it? 
yeah, like how it is and like how it's celebrated and it's, I don't know. It's just really, I don't know. I think, I think it's such a beautiful thing to do for like, not be like sad about someone who passed away. It's just like celebrating them and um, celebrate them and you know. Celebrate them. Just not forgetting them, you know what I mean? Like, just being like, oh, yeah, like, I still remember you. You're still here. And it's just a really, I think it's a really sweet thing. And it's a really beautiful culture thing. <laughs> it's just a really beautiful thing for my culture. I think it's really pretty, and I, I like it. I like when people do it. I like, I don't know. I just really like it. <laughs> but, yeah, that's pretty much it. I know it was a little all over the place, but hopefully I did say some of the main points, like, the whole things. I probably did forget some things, but hopefully I didn't, but thank you guys so much. I hope you guys have a good day. Bye. Hello, everyone. Uh, this is Freedom. I hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Um, I would like to share with you guys a project that my FCCLA team and I uh, came up with. And it's called The Box. The Box contains uh, feminine hygiene products such as pad, tampons, uh, etc. And that will be given to teachers who are willing to keep a box in their desk. So girls don't have to uh, go all the way down to the nurse in case it's an emergency. So it's like an easy access. Um, and they don't have to like really worry too much, make the, the problem bigger. So, for those of you who are willing, this is for the teachers, by the way, teachers and staff. For those of you who are willing to uh, to do this and uh, help the student body feel uh, feel more, how can I say, more comfortable in the school environment, there's a survey. I am not sure if it has been sent out yet, but there's going to be a survey, and I would really appreciate it, and my team and I would really appreciate it. If you filled out that survey saying that you would be more than happy to have a box um, in your desk. So thank you so much and continue with the podcast. Hi guys, this is Destiny Fuentes and today I'm going to be interviewing my grandma, Imelda Fuentes, grandma, Destiny's grandma. And today we're going to be talking about Dia de los Muertos or Day of the Dead. And we're just going to talk a little bit about, like, the traditions and how they do ofrendas or the altars for the people. So, Day of the Dead is a holiday celebrated in Mexico, and it started 3,000 years ago. It is, well, it's mostly celebrated where they put an altar and they put, like, a whole bunch of stuff for the person who has passed. And it's just a way of showing respect. It's como like respect that respect to the family member who passed away, and just to show appreciation. And it's like it's like no, it's like welcoming welcoming them again, like and being like, oh hey, like we remember you and we miss you and like all that. So. Me and my grandma are going to talk about how people, like, kind of set up the altars or the ofrenda for the person. So, 
what is some things that they put in the ofrendas? They put uh, food, food that they like to eat, mm -hmm. uh, fruit, drinks, mole, pictures, I mean, candies, pictures. Um, they also put candles and candles, flowers. ¿Qué más ponen? What flowers. else do they put? Flowers. Ah, sí, ahí sí. Pero they, they put a lot of things just to show respect to the the person and just welcome them, like, back and being like, hey, like, we remember you and all that. Yeah. They also, what else do they do? Oh, how do you feel of Dia de los Muertos? Like, what's your opinion on it? It's a, for me, it's a beautiful tradition because we're going to the Panteon. The Panteon, which is like the, the graveyard? Yeah. And, and we put flowers, we, we clean the graves. Yeah, you clean the graves. And we eat over there. <laughs> <laughs> We enjoyed the day with our family, and and we look, we see las tumbas. We see the tombstones the of tombstone. the family members of the family. Mm -hmm. So there was like, do you like the tradition? Yeah, I think it's a beautiful tradition, and. We enjoy it together. Yeah. Several of the family go and um, enjoy food, drinks. Yeah, that's pretty much it. So thank you guys. This was a really short interview with my grandma. Say bye, grandma. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs> bye. Be careful. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Um, we're just going to have a quick break really quick. And... Um, I just want to take this time to say that it's very important, and I know that you guys have heard this over and over again, but it's very important um, to drive safe, okay? Uh, not too long ago, uh, the Andrews High School Band uh, got into an accident. So just please be aware of where you're going, especially during the holidays since it's pretty close to Christmas, uh, Thanksgiving. So. Just please um, be aware, if you're gonna drink, please uh, have a designated driver or an Uber. Okay, so thank you very much and enjoy the rest of the podcast. What is up everyone? My name is Yaritzi Garcia. I'm part of the Eagle Eye Tribune podcast and currently a sophomore at Canothia High School. I'm glad to be back yet again with you guys and this time bringing you guys an interesting topic that actually is a current issue in our school, Canotillo High School. Um, apparently, on Monday 16th, parents demanded that the Canotillo High School library remove this certain book due to it containing explicit content. This book, this book named Genderqueer, that depicts sexual acts and even some people saying it contained pornography. This book is becoming a major concern for many parents and of students attending kind of the UI. One of the parents stated, it was very upsetting to find out about this book and my child having easy access to it.
it seems that it seems to me that um parents are very worried about this book being in like complete display for like students in Ganutio High School to check out and then like the like people are questioning why the presence of the book even exists in this school or in any other school in general so they said that it's not the fact that the book contains lgbtq plus based contents but that it depicts sexual and inappropriate images as well as language uh this book is basically just like what the author went through and like their journey through being um lgbtq plus and c he said um that this book was to give people or high school students or teenagers a major or straight up idea um to what lgbtq plus community is and explain what it's about and everything you know just to give a general idea to young adults parents agreed that if these contexts were depicted in Romeo and Juliet they would be against it as well like any other parent will 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 and would and the author of this book Kobabe was asked about the issue in this matter and she said queer kids at school need queer books she is against schools removing a book and she doesn't understand the matter of white people um and governors or school principals um are removing this book from the library she says that it's it contains nothing over the top she just doesn't really understand why um so the topic was actually brought up in one of the board meetings CISD held and also additionally governor Greg Abbott and many other GOP lawmakers have questioned the presence of these type of books in high schools or any other school in general because this this book is actually like his its presence is actually there in many libraries um around schools in the entire world and not just kind of the high school i'm talking about the entire world and um governors and gop lawmakers have touched this topic as well before and they're questioning why these type of books are on display for students to get containing these sort of um contents and sexual acts um inappropriate images as well i mean personally i've never checked out books of an out of any a library unless asked to for like a certain assignment i doubt this book's existence wasn't even acknowledged by the students at my school today's generation is based on what is said in the internet also known as social media and i believe the book is no longer around at ganothio high school library where the district will review images and contents this book has and make a decision for themselves so honestly um my op- personal opinion is that 
they should actually like think about removing this book from the library because I believe it's not appropriate for young adults going through high school or um, any other young uh, like person in this world should ever be reading those books um, unless you're like an adult and want to learn about genders and LGBTQ plus community and you really want to get into that but I don't really think it's appropriate for school especially high school or especially any grades below that so yeah um thank you that is it for today and hope to bring you guys more bye